0: Everybody, welcome back to another fantastical episode of the Neon Rainbow Podcast.
1: My name is Jaren Weaver. My name is Haley Fletcher. So
0: glad y'all joined us for yet another episode. A little redundant there.
1: It's another one. It's another one. I don't know. We've got we got we got Sam and the Sam is our producer today because as you guys probably noticed, or maybe not, and if you didn't, we didn't like you that much anyway. But mm. there wasn't an episode that went live last week due to Crazy technical difficulties, which both of us can work the camera, but it's tricky to make sure the camera's working when and both of you are <laughs> <laughs> in front of it, and the settings are so different. So it was either put it up late and re-record the video, which meant we had to redo the audio. So we kind of sat on the audio for a minute. Long story short, we just we kept talking about how great the video was in that one, and um, the files were corrupted. It was a whole thing. So mm. um,
0: not fun. It was cause so, it was a good show. It was it was a lot of fun to do, and no one gets to see it.
1: No, but this one should be good. Um, I mean, you guys will be able to see us now. So we're still learning. Please don't hate us. Don't beat us. My bad. Us. Like I just I didn't feel good putting up that episode when we kept bragging about how good our video was, and it was really really good. In the uh, last ten minutes, the last segment of it was gold it was so good i just made me wish all of it would have been jacked up because i got a glimpse to see what it what it, it looked have like been. what might have been
0: yeah oh what a song
1: that's a song i thought the one of my the succulents songs we're gonna be tall enough to hide my spare beer but um
0: yeah we picked up these wonderful succulents from home depot yesterday they suck 20 bucks home depot sponsors
1: i said they suck
0: it's because they're succulents <laughs> i call them succubus which Succubus? is a completely different thing.
1: I don't know why. I think you wanted me to put my beer in the cup. No, I don't care. To look classier, but...
0: I wanted the cup on the table just to add a little spark of color.
1: Oh. Well, then there you go. Why don't you tell these people what we're going to be talking about today? Sure. And All get right. into it, since we deprived them last week, you know? Absolutely.
0: All right, so today we're talking about one of my all-time favorite subjects. Uh, songwriting. I've been waiting for this episode for a long time. I don't know why we've put it off this long, but we did.
1: Because I feel like we've hit some of these points just like a teeny bit yeah. here and there, but we just haven't had an episode that's dedicated to it. I don't know why. Yeah,
0: but I'm glad to be doing it. So I guess we'll jump right in. And one of the first things you should know is you don't have to be a great singer or musician to be a great songwriter. So that should take a lot of pressure off of a lot of you. <laughs> well,
1: sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> to
0: offend you. I don't mean it like that. Most but. of you
1: guys suck, so you're fine. <laughs> That was aggressive. I didn't
0: mean it like that.
1: No, but you are right, though. Like, some of my favorite songwriters and some of the ones that are the most successful, you've got Jeffrey Steele that's written, oh, my God, pretty much every number one hit Rascal Flatts or Montgomery Gentry's ever had. Um, He's written a little bit for Tim McGraw. Like, he's the man, and... You really like his voice. I do. I'm indifferent. You I don't think
0: he's a much better songwriter than singer.
1: Agreed. I love Shane McAnally. He's written a lot with Casey Musgraves, and pretty much every number one hit that's on the radio right now, you can guarantee is probably him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not bad. <laughs> I like these faces she's making at us right now. But it's like, <laughs> am I being loud?
0: Am I making noise? You know no, what the best part fine. is,
1: though. The camera audio isn't a thing. It's this audio. Yeah, that's
0: why we got these nifty microphones.
1: I need to put her name as producer credit giant at the end. And if you think I'm kidding, <laughs> you're sorely mistaken because she just got a job today. Yay. That makes it sound like she's never had a job, but she actually, just if, finished up her nursing school, and we're very proud of her.
0: If y'all uh, have listened in the past, you've actually heard her on one of our episodes.
1: Oh yeah, Was fan, it ex- fan
0: expectations.
1: Yeah. So yes, we should have had her up here. It's good to have friends. She's like no. Stop talking about me. You're making this weird. (laughs) So anyway, sorry, but I don't. Shane McAnally is another good example. He's not a very good singer. I mean, knowing the hits he cranks out, maybe I'm partial, and I don't think he's that bad. But Mm -hmm. I think if I heard him out, I just, eh. or maybe I'm partial because I've heard the way other people cover his songs. Mm
0: -hmm. That has a lot to do with it.
1: But he's he's not bad. He's fine. I don't think he could have made any of those number one hits. Doing it himself, which sounds awful because I don't think he's bad, but he's a hell of a writer. He's not my favorite performer.
0: Well, sometimes you're at a song and like as you're singing it or, you know, you're sitting there doing it. You're like, you know, this would sound perfect for, you know, enter any country music or I guess any singer's name.
1: Anybody but myself
0: would kill this.
1: (laughs) That's what I say when I write songs.
0: No. Literally
1: anybody but this guy. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so you should be encouraged by that. There's probably a lot of you out there that want to be involved with the music business, but maybe you're not the greatest musician, maybe you're not the greatest singer, but you still got that passion and that desire to roll with, you know, the music industry. So try out songwriting. Uh, That's the whole reason why they make demo singers and session museums. Museums? Musicians.
1: He's the one drinking coffee, just so we're clear, first of all. That's actually really good. Michelob Ultra. The
0: prickly pear lime.
1: And I'm not a Michelob Ultra fan, nor am I a flavored beer fan. But if they're watching or listening to this, y'all did something right with this shit, because it is delicious and clearly... It's delicious and refreshing. You know, people are going to hear all these sounds, Mm -hmm. and if you guys are not watching the video, they're going to be like, what What on earth could this lady possibly be doing to make all of these sounds? Like... Oh, God. They're going to hate us. I'm
0: sorry. I'm going to take a break while you uh, play circus. Play circus. <laughs> not my monkeys, not my circus. Anything more on that point? That um,
1: I don't think so. And I, it's going to be a common phrase that we're going to be saying. I can already tell throughout mm-hmm. this episode. If you guys haven't started writing, we're hoping to not even convince you, but we're showing you why it is so important. Um,
0: And how it can help you.
1: Another quick thing, I guess, before we get into this, because I don't know where else to fit this in our notes, but you look at Sam hunt. Now he's still top in the charts for country. Um, he's a great voice and a great performer. So they tell me, I mean, I think he's fine, but he has been writing songs. He wrote, come over for Kenny Chesney. He wrote cop car for Keith Urban. So he had his hands in the side of writing before anybody knew he or knew who he was on like Mm -hmm. a national level. I mean, obviously people knew who he was
0: exact same thing
1: oh my god jamie
0: johnson exact same thing and i want to say uh who's the guy that did the song um oh i hate it when i do this me too jared neiman yeah he put out an album um what was that big first song he came out with
1: i pray for lover lover oh oh yeah no i'm thinking of um what's his name yeah
0: so lover lover came out and it was a great song but the entire disc that he put out was actually just him going in the studio, and he recorded a bunch of his demos so he could pitch them. The, the people that had his publishing deal heard the demo of, like, he was going to pitch them as individual songs.
1: I'm listening, I and promise. They, Hold on. Oh, you're
0: fine. Wow. So he's going to pitch them as individual songs, and it come out that they listen to, like, every demo that he put on the CD, and were like, you have an album. Let's just... release this as an album
1: wouldn't that be nice to have that kind of income to put on a demo that they're like no no let's just release this this is good (laughs) i
0: like this well if you go back and listen to that recording everything on it is very minimal Like, there's not a whole lot of instrumentation on it, and the reason why is because it was all demo stuff. Like, they might have went in and cleaned up some stuff that's, you know, or a lot of times a
1: record label will
0: take and go in and try and re-record stuff just so they can say, oh, well, what you did for $15,000, it took us $100,000, and we need to recoup that.
1: And now you're our for the Uh, next few years. (laughs) Sorry, my, there's earrings uh, well, no i don't even oh i guess i do have earrings on but i haven't i'm not a huge person on straightening my hair and i have been the last few weeks just because it's been easier but then mm-hmm. there's a straight hair and it gets in my ear and it keeps poking me oh, no. so disregard me you can keep talking but okay. i'm gonna be picking up my ear for those of you guys that are listening and you're like what sounds is she making again mm. trying to get shit out of my ear continue <laughs> god all right are go we ahead. done i'm not done but i'll be quiet about it
0: all right so at this point you might be going all right so you're kind of got me interested in this whole songwriting aspect what do i need to do to jump in and so uh we've made a couple of notes for you we're gonna we're gonna help you out because we're there for you that's that's what we're here
1: i'll for. be there for <laughs> you
0: my goodness we watch so much friends it's pitiful
1: you say that like it's a bad thing it yeah,
0: was it's, that's a lot it's a friends.
1: perfect thing just to have on like mm-hmm. while you're working on stuff i agree all right. Anyway, my bad.
0: This is ADD Radio, and, mm-hmm. and YouTube is what this is at the moment. All right, so <laughs> the first thing you can do if you're going to really get serious about the whole songwriting concept is you can join ASCAP, BMI, or CSAC. Um, it costs money to join all these. I want to say it's probably about 50 bucks or so a piece. CSAC, you have to be invited to.
1: Yeah, so um, if nobody's hit you up about it, it doesn't pertain to you. Sorry. Yeah,
0: we got friends that, doesn't just, matter. Jumped, we got friends that just jumped over to CSAC. And apparently they really helped them get uh, some of their songs that were questionable away from other hands. So, Really? So apparently they've done him really, really well. So you can join those. You can literally go in and type in, what, dot BMI.com. Yeah. I think... I'm not sure if BMI.com, that might actually no. pull up your body mass index. No, it's
1: BMI.com. <laughs> Is it? Because I typed it in the other day to log into yours, and I was like, I hope it's actually BMI.com, or I'm going to a health website, which I have, <laughs> I really have no permission to be on, because I'm currently eating coffee cake for lunch for the <laughs> second day in a row. Nothing but wrong with
0: that. It's delicious.
1: Absolutely.
0: So that's some um, administrative things you can do to get started as mm-hmm. a songwriter. Um. Well, let's see here. All right. You take that one right there because you did that when you were at Pepperidge.
1: Pepperidge. I mess it up every time. You really do. Okay. You know what this is good for right now? What? Oh, beautiful. Thank you. So one of the things that I know, I know I've talked about it before, but I went to a performing arts high school. I guess it was just actually just art school as a whole. Um, but one of the exercises when I first got in, since I got in for vocal performance and songwriting, was, hey... We're going to give you X amount of songs or some of your favorite songs. We're going to dissect them because there's a lot of commonalities. Commonalities? Sure, I'll roll with it. I don't it. think that's Baldwin a word. County.
0: We we make up all kind of words here.
1: I'm fairly certain that's not a word. I don't know. Common? Roll with it. Just Shit, this. whatever. They've got a lot of stuff in common. <laughs> and so they wanted you to kind of go in and pick out and see what you could find that were similar. Because yeah. everybody always says a hit song is a formula. And in country music, they take that very literally. Now, Cool. But there really is, though, and it one of the things that it really taught me was I didn't know the structure of songwriting. So for me, it showed me, all right, this is about where, you know, things should be coming in and it should be X amount, you know, of time long and just kind of showed me how to space everything out. Yeah. It was the biggest thing I learned from that. Um, but dissect some of your favorite songs and mm-hmm. uh, I think it should be helpful.
0: All right. So another thing that you can do that uh, a good friend of ours, Dallas Martin, does a lot of. I'll hand that to him, and I'm very impressed with it, is journaling. Mm-hmm. So it just gets you in the habit of writing every day, getting your thoughts out, and just putting pen to paper or your fingers to a screen or typing or whatever it is like that this. floats your boat.
1: To oh, a yeah. screen?
0: You Everybody's OCD
1: on YouTube right now is going to see my nasty-ass fingers <sighs> just all the way across this. Should I look at first? I like?
0: need to go in and uh, sample some, Was it, S S M A R? ASMR? ASMR. I thought
1: you were going to say something else. (laughs) 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 I I don't don't know about that. I was like, I don't think I'm going to sample any of that. But uh, I don't want that on my search history, thanks. No.
0: But yeah, that'll get you in the habit of just putting pens, paper, seeing how words flow, all that kind of stuff. And And
1: you can get a lot of really good nuggets out of it that way. And it doesn't mean you've got to be writing a song for, you know, every day, which was a habit I got into that I really liked. And most of the songs were shit. They weren't, I mean, they weren't good songs. I've heard some of your
0: first songs. It's better than my first song, I promise.
1: Oh, I I, I thought you were like, yeah, I've heard some of your first ones. And (laughs) I was like, well, shit, I think that, but you can't say that to me right now. (laughs) But it doesn't have to be a song that you're writing. I mean, it's just, I hate the saying, but flow of conscious or stream of consciousness. Whatever. I don't, I don't care about that shit. But
0: hippie writers.
1: But. When you get into it, I'm not sorry about it. I'll do it again. One more time. You ready?
0: Okay. Very nice.
1: Sound like a dog hacking up something. You don't like that noise, do you? Hairball. (laughs) But you can get into that where it's, whether it's a few lines or a line for a song that you may want. But it's a really good way just to train your brain into writing. So you don't have to write a song mm-hmm. every day, but it's your brain's a muscle, mm-hmm. as much as I hate to say it, and you're learning something, whether you know it or not, by forcing your brain to write every day. It could be BS. Today, I went to the <laughs> bank. I went to the gym, but it's still exercising that muscle yeah. to try and I like get what you to you a hit better on, spot.
0: I like what you hit on with the idea of somewhere in there, you're going to find some nuggets. Mm-hmm. And you may not see it for years. Nuggets. But if you go back and you start looking through these things that you've written down, you're you're a completely different person when you've looked at stuff that you wrote, would you have experienced it at the time you wrote it. Did I say that right? It was very I'm, wordy.
1: You look back on things, you were in a completely different spot, you were a different person. So something you didn't see then you could see now. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> it right. Right. makes a lot more sense. I I followed what you were saying. Kind of?
0: Kind of. I tried very hard. Anyway. Uh, one of the next things you can do is pay attention to the way people talk. Um, I get this one a lot. We're just out in public somewhere, and somebody will say something, and it just catches you just right. Like, it has a almost a melody to it without them, or cadence. Cadence more than a melody. Unless you're Irish, and then that are a little bit sing-songy, but.
1: Well. Mm-hmm. You know what? While we're here, yeah. there was something that somebody posted, like, you know the Facebook memories? No, this is relevant, I promise. <laughs> like, the Facebook memories that pop up, and I put something, I forget what it was, and I'm not going to say the lady's name, but I'm, I'm, we're going to call her Karen.
0: Okay, Karen. Because nobody like likes Karen. Karen.
1: If your name's Karen, I stand by it. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Do you know it, Karen? F you, Karen. Listen. <laughs> my, oh, my aunt's name is Karen. Oh, <laughs> no. <gasps> You're, yours is, too. Okay, besides those two, F the rest of you. But, like, you'll put on something, like, you know, some days are hard. You, you guys got, just got to get through it, whatever BS you decide to post on that day. And they're always like, oh, keep going, you know, keep on. There's a song in there somewhere. Yeah. Shut up. Oh, Yeah. I'm sure there is. I that's my least favorite phrase and like two or three times the same lady had popped up in different years on a different post. And I'm like, shut up.
0: You've just had the shut worst up. day ever and someone says
1: There's a, There's song, a song in there, there somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Shut up, Karen.
0: That's like Jesus uh, Well, I'd say it's like when people say, um, I'm praying for you. Like
1: I'd rather not. What are you praying for me for? Well, First I mean, of all. I'm a believer in prayer, but like you, you know, could do a lot more. You can, I'm starving. You do, I'm praying for you. Give in, me a sandwich. In
0: today's culture, it's a cop-out is my point. Like, people just say it because they don't know what else to say.
1: Anyway, this is not a spiritual podcast. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to say is F you, Karen. <laughs> That's all I had to say. Okay. There's a song in there somewhere. You know, I think there's a song in there somewhere. <laughs> I
0: think CeeLo Green already wrote it.
1: Oh, there's still beer in that. Oh, shh. I was going to go whack,
0: Mm -hmm. but I
1: realized there's beer in it and then I'd have to sweep it up and I don't feel like it.
0: (laughs) Alrighty.
1: (laughs) One of the biggest things that I think a lot of songwriters will tell you write from your experiences, but don't let it necessarily dictate where the song goes. Um, A really good example for this, I guess, is just you've got to have you've got to let it have a mind of its own sometimes. Now, that's not to say let your imagination completely go wild off Mm -hmm. into a crazy train mess, but like Waylon song had started out the song that I had released a little over, actually a lot over a year ago now, (laughs) but
0: time for new release. It
1: started as a really just sad slow tempo song that was just heart-wrenching Gary mm-hmm. Allen style and swapped into something that wasn't that, you know? So yeah. just write from your own experiences, but just don't, don't let that limit you to where the song can go because a lot of times that's just, that's no bueno, you know? No.
0: And when we started that song, it didn't start off as the rebuttal to Mamas what? Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. Mm-mm. And somehow in the middle of it, we're like, this works. Like I don't I have no clue how we got there. No idea. But it completely flipped.
1: It's not a sad song. No,
0: it's a very powerful song. Brother, brother. Oh, I like your t-shirt.
1: This old thing,
0: Zane Williams.
1: Yeah, it's one of my favorite t-shirts.
0: Speaking of songwriters, he's one of the absolute best songwriters I have ever heard.
1: And one of the best he so he sounded first of all, which made me really happy. He sounded the same as he did on his stu- like studio CDs. He sounded the same, and it was just him and a guitar. So he could hold his own acoustically. He sounded great. And you know there's like some celebrities or just musicians or people that you can imagine how they'd act? He's the same. He's exactly how you'd imagine <laughs> him to be. He's one of my favorite people I've ever met. Um, really sweet guy. We had a lot of fun. So, Zane, if you're listening to this, come be on our podcast. Absolutely. I'll get rid of the moths. <laughs> And I'll bring, I'll get Schinerbach instead because Schinerbach Prickly Pear is fantastic. Is my favorite beer on the face of the planet. They only make it once a year, and now they're making it in such small runs that poor little us in Georgia. It don't really get here from Texas. No. Oh my God, no. People probably buy it before it's made. Probably. Oh my God, if I could figure out how to do it, I would. Anyway, sorry, my bad. Continue.
0: So something else you might want to think of if you don't play an instrument. Now's a good time to learn
1: the only reason i learned how to play guitar was because i needed or i started writing yeah and i needed to play because guess what guys it's really really important you need to be able to write the stuff that you're, and once
0: again like you don't have to be able to play great look at dolly Parton. dolly Parton, she actually tunes her guitar up to open tuning and she puts her finger over a fret and she moves it around that's like
1: what are those called the uh not a harpsichord you know what i'm talking uh, about you click the button uh, yes. Is it a harpsichord?
0: No, it's. Uh... I know what you're talking about.
1: It, it may, may,
0: harpsichord is the like Beethoven piano thing.
1: I don't know, but hey. there's a bunch of different. <laughs> there's a bunch if you of. You different...
0: saw the uh, Johnny Cash movie? That's what June Carter was playing.
1: Yes, the, it's got li- literally labeled of what the buttons, the chords are, and it'll chord it for you, and you just strum it. So. That's a really good way to be able to put music behind the stuff that you're writing if you don't know how to play an instrument. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, and I guess you don't necessarily always need to know how, but at one point it's going to make your life a hell of a lot easier Yeah. if and, you do.
0: And if you just got a way to make a beat to write around. I uh, wrote with Buddy Cannon's daughter. Buddy Cannon, one of the most phenomenal musicians and songwriters and out of Nashville In Nashville He's still in Nashville
1: I'm gonna take that pen away from you I'm sorry Let me put it down there
0: Anyway she like Made a beat by rubbing her hands together And it made like a shaker sound And Like No like And that's how she wrote And didn't worry about chords and all that stuff She just worried about the lyrics And Did the Did she
1: play? She can yeah She just That's how she
0: wrote? That's how she wrote that day um, But Do hmm. find something that works for you Like It doesn't have to necessarily be an instrument But I guess you can make your hands an instrument. I suppose she did. So,
1: no, not quite. All right, Well, no, we're not there yet. <laughs> uh, there's Speak lots for of um, drum First
0: tracks of. you can download, and there's a Garage bands that you can make loops and all that kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. Um,
1: or even if you've got a friend that plays, I mean, you can write the entire song, and as long as you have like a general beat of figuring out how to. You know what I mean, as long yeah. as you've got the timing spaced out, if you've got a friend or you know somebody that plays guitar, hell, if you fed them and gave them beer, <laughs> realistically, they would sit beer down with pizza. you even if they didn't like you, <laughs> to figure out something if like that. They didn't
0: like you. They got to really like pizza to hang around you <laughs> just for the pizza.) <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could think of a lot, and by a lot, I mean one person I would hang out with for pizza. Can't say.
0: Moving right along, if you haven't considered it, (laughs) get pizza. (laughs) Um, Co writing. So maybe the first time you go in, you don't exactly put anything or offer anything to the actual co write, but if you can sit in the room, see how it goes, learn from people that are established and more experienced. Thank you. Experienced than you, then go for it.
1: It helps a lot. Like one of the first times I wrote and it was just me and a friend of mine up in Nashville that and there's a lot of etiquette that goes with that that I don't think a lot of people know and why would you unless you're up there doing that. Like um
0: like so, like what? Like
1: so the first song me and Jay started writing together, I was probably at the time I was 18. Like I didn't know shit. So we started writing a song. I finished it. I think Dallas helped me finish it, mm-hmm. a little piece of it. <laughs> Apparently that's a big no-no, guys. You just you don't do that. So there's just random little things of etiquette that you don't realize, but you just kind of got to throw yourself in, and I think one of the best ways is asking to sit on sit in on a write. Yeah. Or I think even if you're hitting up whether it's an established writer or not and say, "Look, I'm new to songwriting. I haven't really co-written before. I'd like to get together and just see how it works." And there's yeah. nothing wrong with admitting that you don't no. Cause there's I still talk to you every day and go, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> we started writing this song, but I want a hook and I don't know. It's yeah. there's a lot of etiquette I didn't know and then I finished a lot of songs I probably shouldn't have.
0: Hmm. Still plans. I think it's somewhat it's more okay, I think, to finish a song <laughs> than invite <laughs> so a what I did? New, <laughs> than invite a whole new writer. <laughs>
1: I didn't know. <laughs> I went to school for it, and I still it's, didn't know.
0: It's better. I don't know if it's okay. I still got a song that uh, me and John Driscoll Hopkins of the Zach Brown Band started that is probably now two and a half, three years since I we started two it. two
1: years? Two years. Mm. Eh, probably two. I don't
0: know. So well, we still haven't finished it just because we haven't been able to get together. So
1: I He's busy touring with Zach Brown or something. Yeah. I not know. <laughs> excuses you know i
0: know it's i'm sure it's a hard life
1: some nerve some nerve you have john rude <laughs> he's never gonna hang out with me again
0: <laughs> no
1: <laughs> all right what you got next on the nest nest next on that list
0: you need to if you're gonna do these co-writes and you actually want to do some of the writing part of it you might you might want to do some preparation and not just show up to a
1: preparation age
0: Well, if if you don't prepare, then it might be painful. That's yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Preparation H, sponsor us.
0: I fell into a burning ring of fire. (laughs) No. Yes. No. I'm all about some. Preparation. <laughs> I was thinking the trumpet sound I wasn't <laughs> thinking Preparation H Yeah,
1: we go through tubs of it please. But I,
0: I'm not joking I did have a acquaintance growing up That mixed up this toothpaste, toothpaste With the Preparation H
1: What gr- What do you mean growing up, first of all Why did he have that?
0: I think it was an adult I was uh, probably a teenager Oh, gotcha I thought you meant like of, while
1: you were growing up And I put, was like
0: They put Preparation H on their toothbrush <laughs> He said it didn't taste great, but he sure could whistle.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: <laughs> That's not a joke either. <laughs> I don't know if that part was true. However, it was funny. So
1: I need an it, adult.
0: <laughs> it it, it pared repeating. Finish
1: <laughs> <laughs> what you got next.
0: Anyway, I never finished oh. my thought. What to prepare for a co-write? All right, so you, <laughs> whistles. <laughs> I need to recover here.
1: A lot of whistles. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. They're going to see all of my chins. <laughs> Oops. Oh, God, that's funny. Oh. Are you recovered now? <laughs> you Somewhat. Good? Um, yeah.
0: It's, it's a very emotional time. Preparation age. All right, so for your first co-write, you want to walk into the appointment having some type of hooks. So hooks are the parts of songs that... They hook you. I mean, it like catching a fish. Arr. Same kind of thing. So that hook can be like uh, something on an instrument, if you play an instrument, or it can be a line. Or
1: So it could be a lead. It could be a melody. It could be... You've got a bunch of different options for this kind of stuff, but just know you've got to have something prepared going into it, yeah. I guess, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So... It's just kind of one of those things that you've got to have something on a basis to go on. And now, if you're writing with one of your friends, maybe you don't necessarily have to. I mean, just on a local level, there's a lot of times that we don't really have anything. Yeah. But when you guys are going to Nashville or L.A. to be doing these kinds of like big and important songwriting... Um, I almost say conferences. Mm-hmm. Not conferences. Um, uh, appointments. appointments. Thank you. <laughs> of the appointments, you've really <laughs> got to make sure that you've got just... A book of things and it doesn't have to be songs or necessarily Mm-mm. just hooks, guys. This is when journaling comes in and absolutely. And I'm gonna say Dallas again because he is so dedicated to just journaling, whether that's something he's even lines for movies, just anything he's or books you read. Exactly. It's he's very, very good. Aura. <laughs> <Or>, uh... <laughs> This is, Shit!
0: This is a big budgeted um, podcast slash YouTube.
1: All right. Well, you talk plot. about some more things we're going to prepare, and I'll just click the button behind it. How about that?
0: You good with that? <laughs> Go for it.
1: They're going to see... Uh, you know what, you guys? This first of all... Breaking the magic. It's not breaking the magic. Everybody knows. Clearly, this is the backdrop. Behind the backdrop, I have my computer. Now, the way we have strategically... And by the way, I have strategically placed the tripod... Mm-hmm. So you cannot see me wearing comfy pants, but you're going to see it because I forgot to play the thing. Yeah. Well, what's yours is mine and what's mine is mine. Mm, So you talk about what, what we're going to talk about next. And, um, everyone can look at my butt. Damn it. I cannot believe I did that.
0: Yes, 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 yes. These days. It's amazing. Really? All right. Speaking of these days, um, (laughs) these days was written by Jeffrey still, who Haley actually mentioned earlier. And so, um, Talking about getting prepared for, <laughs> getting prepared for co-writes. Nailed it. Uh, one of my favorite stories out of Nashville <laughs> is when Jeffrey Steele sat down to write with a—I forget who the other gentleman was—he wrote with. But his wife walks into the room and literally lights the candles up on the mantel. Oh,
1: I forgot to do that. Uh-huh. Low-budget podcast, guys. Sorry. Yeah.
0: So lights the candles up on the mantel, and can you guess what song that turned into? Just from him can watching.
1: Like the candles.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. I melt my rascal flat. So literally. Being that observant of something, and it's a great tip for songwriting. It's the same thing as not only listening to people talk, but just watching stuff around you. Like, I, I literally I think one of Haley's favorite songs that I wrote, I literally was looking at an empty chair mm-hmm. and I ended up writing a song. The first line of the song is, An, an empty, empty chair. chair.
1: And one of the latest ones that we wrote that um, I think, hopefully, Maybe it's not a spoiler alert. I won't say too much about it, but there's a line in a song that we wrote that we were sitting after we saw Little Texas in a little dive bar in Cartersville. I almost said Little Dive Bar in Delonica. (laughs) I didn't write that, that, but it was kind of one of those things. He was sitting under a Pabst Blue Ribbon neon sign, and it was kind of one of those, he looks really good under the neon light. I'm not going to spoil the line for it, but... You no, know no, I'm just. Oh, go I'm, I'm gonna say it. It's you can't come at right a
0: hook anyway. Every,
1: everything looks better under neon lights. So he was sitting under there because we had. He was in his like suit jacket and his vest because that was one of my favorite groups of all time, and I think his too. Oh. So we went and at, partied after. Clearly, obviously, because as one does, musician style. Of course, we went and started drinking somewhere else. But that was one of those lines that kind of stuck in my head for a few days, and that was. One of the quickest songs I think we've written mm-hmm. There's a few of them that we've just cranked out super quick But that was one of those hooks that just Everything looks
0: better under neon lights Yeah It's coming to you, Brothers Osborne It's it's a song for you
1: It really, really is oh, I feel like absolutely. Old Dominion would kill it, too Oh, absolutely Or Dirk Bentley
0: Or, uh, what's the group of... Midland They'd probably do a great uh, job uh, too.
1: Literally any of you guys
0: Or Cardi B, or... Shut...
1: No Oh, Shut up.
0: <laughs> Careful. I, that's copywritten.
1: I said it with four R's, not three. She copyrighted three R's and two R's. Oh. I looked it up. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. That's interesting. You're just the wannabe Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Calm down. She was first. I said it. Her ass is better.
0: Um, so, just <laughs> for, like I'm. <laughs> it's like hurting cats. <laughs> and where'd this wine come from? All of a sudden, I look over, there's wine producer Mhm. It's true.
1: <laughs> She's fired. <clears throat> She's hired.
0: <laughs> All right, so back on topic here. <laughs> um sometimes with this stuff you just got to push yourself. I don't really know what more to say about that other than you just got to do it. Make yourself do it.
1: And I think one of the things that of pushing yourself is us for our original music, we kind of box ourselves into a like a country genre ish. So that doesn't mean we strictly write country. Mm -mm. I mean, we're going to be one of those people that we write everything. We write praising worship. We write, I I helped write one rap song. It wasn't great.
0: I wrote a rap song,
1: but pop. you will
0: never hear it, but it's it's like
1: blue soul. Like you've just because that's what you write as a songwriter And everyone has their wheelhouse. So for Mm -hmm. me, am I comfortable in saying, I'm a great pop writer? No, I don't think I'm too bad of a country writer. So you've kind of got to put your irons in a lot of different fires. And that doesn't mean you've got to cut them yourself. And I think that's something that we've mentioned in another podcast, you guys. If you are a singer and you're putting out an album, you do not have to cut every single song that you wrote. That you wrote. Because out of, what do they say? Out of a 300 songs is a hit? Something like that? Like a couple hundred songs or something? Oh, like. that
0: you've written personally?
1: Yes. So if you're making a full-length CD, it's not worth it.
0: I don't know. I had a, uh, a meeting with Jan Smith one time. And she said, uh, how many songs have you written? I said, well, at that time, it's like over 100 songs. And uh, she said, how many of them are good? I said, well, probably at least one of them she said that's the smartest thing i've heard you say all day
1: (laughs) gee thanks jan but another one of those things i guess that will kind of start to wind this episode down just a smidge we've got a few more points to hit but songwriting is the one is the one thing that really is going to open doors for you and i know i kind of used the example earlier of sam hunt but he was writing before anybody knew who he was. Chris Stapleton was writing and he was in The Steel Driver so we kind of had a niche group of people who knew mm-hmm. who who he was. But it opened so many doors. There are so many people that want to play rock star and sing. There's a million amazing singers. Better than you. Yeah. Better than me. Which sounds shitty. I don't know who's blowing up my phone but I'm not sorry about it. I don't care. But I, I'm not. It's probably like it's probably Lauren. Oh. Sam's here, so it's got to be Lauren then. <laughs> it's it's Sam and Lauren. <laughs> I knew it. It's a group chat. I, yeah, it's the only group chat I'm in. So, but it's one of those things that it's going to open those types of doors that if, there's a million singers that are better than you, and it's naive to think that. Mm-hmm. But if you can supply your own content for you and other artists, a label or a publisher is going obviously a publisher because you wouldn't be with the publisher. If you yeah. didn't, right. But you're bringing more value to yourself as an artist and a performer. Yeah. If you have something more to give, and that's kind of something we've talked a lot about in this podcast, you've got to go the extra mile. There's a bunch of people that want this. What are you willing to do
0: yeah. to Absolutely. make this happen? Look at John Prine, not the greatest singer whatsoever Mm-mm. yet. The songs that you've written has been incredible, and he's one of those songwriters that everybody looks at and goes, this is like everybody, everybody has been influenced by John Prine, whether you realize it or not.
1: Bob Dylan can't sing his can't voice.
0: sing a lick.
1: Oh, like, I'm going to do the rest of this podcast. How does it like, feel?
0: And you're really? from his state. Oh, my goodness.
1: At least we've got Prince, so. You do got
0: Prince. That kind of rounds things out. that that's
1: exactly right.
0: So actually on the actual thought of songwriting itself, I would say one of the tips I can give is get to the hook as quickly as possible.
1: Under a minute. All right. So yeah, that is one, that is one of the best tips of the, whoa, that you could give. I swapped to wine and I'm ready to party. That's all I'm saying. It's my birthday week. I'll do what I damn well, please. But another really quick thing I wanted to throw in here and it's like a super quick point. Keep your song length to about three minutes to three minutes, 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Tops, guys. Oh, yeah. Tops.
0: Tops. Yeah. We run a, uh, So we've talked about many times, a songwriter and I out in Cartersville, Georgia, called Red Clay Rhythms. And if you're interested in being a featured writer, you can shoot an email to Rhythms at gmail.com.
1: Anyway, but they've got people that have got (laughs) songs that are six minutes long. Now, if you are a big enough artist, or even if you've got one on your CD that is, you know, four, five minutes long, five and a half, Brothers Osborne. Mm -hmm. One of their great songs, Stay a Little Longer, from Fade In to Fade Out, is probably five and a half minutes yeah. long now you've got to have an edit of that especially if you're sending it and pitching it to radio stations you've got to have a trimmed down version we get it you play guitar i will send you the flow chart or the flow chart sh- oh my god did you say shart? i sure did I, <laughs> did i stutter no flow chart of when to stop shredding should I stop shredding? shorting's
0: the worst I'll when you're put flowing. It,
1: I will put it on our Instagram because it's my favorite flow chart I've ever seen in my entire life. But you've got to be able to cut some of that shit out. And I'm not saying it's bad. I love the entire full-length album version of Stay a Little Longer. If you guys are trying to get local radio play, especially for like their local artist night, you c- can't have a six-minute-long song, guys. No. And spoiler alert, Spotify and iTunes... Pay the exact same amount as if you had a seven-minute song as you did a thirty-second song. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to cash in those royalties from your PROs, which I think is is that our next point actually. No. no, no, we did a whole oh other different podcast one. On you're that. right, you're right. But <laughs> just food for thought, guys. They don't have to be that long. Try and keep them lower. And I'm not saying you can't have a longer version on your album. You know, Hunter, but Hayes, you've got to have another one.
0: Hunter Hayes' new single. Um
1: Oh, Heartbreak.
0: Heart, is a Heartbreak? Anyway, his new single, it actually came in at 2 minutes and 54 seconds, mm-hmm. which I was kind of shocked to see. I used to think I was getting gypped if I like picked up an album, and I'm like, well, this this album only has songs that are 2 minutes and 50 seconds long. But that's where like stuff started back in the doo-wop era, and Otis Redding and Sam Look at Cook. even Elvis... Yeah, they're like really short songs.
1: That's all right, Mama. Or even the Fireman by George Strait, I think, is two minutes and forty seconds long. A lot of metal short, and a lot of punk is short. Because their voices get tired and their fingers get tired from all those power chords. <laughs> <laughs> dum, bum, bum, <laughs> <dum, laughs> power dum, chords. Dum, dum. Um, I. Oh God. Eat the souls of babies die.
0: I can't get away from this. At least it's not. Guess who's back? Back again. Anyway, I'm not going to give time for you to jump back in and do that. We're going to talk about NSAI, Nashville Songwriters Association International. It was a smart move. So what they do? They're based out of, I believe, Nashville because it's Nashville yeah, Songwriters, Songwriters Association. So- but they have chapters in most major cities, if not two or three, four, or five, six chapters in each state. And um, they actually have their their local ones. They have opportunities for you to get together, bring your songs, play your songs in front of people
1: and they kind of review them. They review I guess. them.
0: Now, these a lot of times are songwriters just like you. So, so keep in mind if they're not experienced and you're not experienced, you're getting the input of inexperienced critiques.
1: Yeah, so and this isn't crapping on the Roswell Atlanta chapter. That's there may be one in downtown Atlanta that we haven't been to. Everybody was super sweet, they were nice. For us, it is a yearly membership for us it wasn't it wasn't worth it just solely for that chapter now that we've been going back and forth to Nashville a lot more up there they'll give you what a room to write in mm-hmm. you can um, book
0: rooms and the rooms come with pianos and
1: all that kind of stuff so it is worth it now this is different than a PRO so the performing rights organization those are different it's a separate membership fee what is it 150 200 bucks a year it's something like that it's a lot, to butt, you guys, again, if you're playing music or doing that kind of a thing, you get to write it off for taxes. Oh, so it's yeah, something we that like we're that. going to be joining this year. We just, we're long story short, we've been really, really busy, haven't been going to Nashville like we need to. So that's we something... We've got one coming up and we're excited about it. Oh my God, I'm so excited. But just keep in mind for those, like he said, the chapters like that, mm-hmm. not always the greatest songwriters. That doesn't mean they're bad, but keep their critique with a grain of salt.
0: Um, Another thing, just a short little snippet, but not much to say about it. Um, The human brain likes soft rhymes. So instead of cat, hat, bat, chat, rat. You making fun of me? No, not not at all. But we've come full circle. Um, So the human brain likes rhymes that are softer. And off the top of my head, I can't come up with a soft rhyme. But um, you obviously know what hard rhymes are. So you want to try and avoid those if you can. I mean, sometimes the song calls for it. So.
1: Just don't, don't take the easy rhyme if you can, if that makes sense. Like sometimes it just, it just works. But
0: If you're using a thesaurus or something or a lot of these, they have programs and stuff that will pull up other words. If you type in a word that can be pronounced kind of close to an A rhyme without doing a hard A rhyme, Instead of putting in like uh, like a rhyming dictionary or something, don't type in literally cat because it's going to pull up rat and all those kinds of things. Do something else that's just slightly off of that. The human brain enjoys that more than it does the hard rhymes. And I, I was actually listening to some... Um, podcast about rap and that's what they were talking about i was like
1: well, that's interesting the more you know <laughs> you know if i could figure out my video editing you're damn right i'm gonna put it Bigger right here rainbow the more you know <laughs> oh won't no. you uh, won't you take us out with our last that's that's my plan last thought i'm sorry so one of the big things <sighs> i feel like this isn't said enough so if you guys are gonna, if you've been a writer for a little bit or you're just starting to write, you've got to have fast songs mm-hmm. and you've got to have slow songs. And I know for us, the slow songs are our favorite oh, yeah. because they. I just think as a songwriter, a lot of times those just they end up being your favorite. They they're it, feeling they, they have give emotion. you the feels. Yeah. But that's gonna set you apart. I say Nashville because that's. I didn't spend much time in L.A. doing the songwriting things. But in Nashville, it's really going to set you apart when you're at these songwriters rounds and these type of events. If you can knock out, if you've got four songs and three of yours are fast and one of them slow Mm -hmm. or if they're half and half. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can write or just don't write fast, upbeat songs. It's
0: because they can go corny so fast. One of the hardest things to do when you start writing fast songs is to keep it from getting corny.
1: Yep. But even still, if they start out corny, you guys just try and write them. You'll learn as you go. That's what all of us do. So it just kind of happens.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think that sums us up. No. Oh, yeah, we've done it. For
1: real? For Rizzles. By God. (laughs) Huh. Well, now I can put on the pajama pants that I said I was wearing, but I lied because I don't think you guys can see me in the frame.
0: Hmm. But you got up to uh, change the TV station.
1: No. Sam was... Sam was watching.
0: Oh. You guys
1: can't see it that I'm totally wearing jeans, real skin tight jeans and heels.
0: Yeah, and cowboy boots.
1: Absolutely. No, heel. Yeah, heeled cowboy boots.
0: All cowboy boots. Cowboy boots are healed. Anyway, y'all been listening and watching the Neon Rainbow Podcast, the podcast dedicated to all you crazy folks out there that That have dared dared to chase chase your musical musical dreams. dreams. So remember, as always, work work hard, hard, dream dream big, big, and stay
1: focused, and and surround surround yourself yourself with with good good people. You're going to get it one of these days.
0: Bye, y'all. Until next week.